Welcome to a whole new episode of Faith in the Everyday podcast. Welcome back to Radio Maria Australia. You're listening to the Good Morning Show and it's our time for our Faith in the Everyday segment. And today we'll be journeying with our very special guest on our series focusing on vocations. In this series, we delve into the, um, the diverse and inspiring vocations within the Catholic Church. Over the course of the series, we will be embarking on a spiritual journey, exploring the profound callings that shape the lives of individuals dedicated to their faith. From nuns to priests to married couples, we'll be engaging in insightful conversations, shedding light on the unique paths that, led, that lead these people to um, their vocations and the profound impact these callings have on their lives and the world around them. Join us as we celebrate the beauty of these vocations and seek to inspire others to discern their own unique path within the church. This vocation series is your window into the rich tapestry of service, devotion, and love that defines the Catholic vocation experience. And today, we have a special guest with us, Father Luke, how are you going, Padre? Good, man. Good. Good to be here. Glad to be joining you. Oh, thank you. Passionist priests. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, sh- I think I met you first at CTC, I think. Yeah. Back, good, yeah, yeah. Good, good couple of years I know, ago. A couple of years ago, before COVID, um, yeah. pre COVID. And um, wow, actually, you've been a priest for how long now? Uh, two and a half years. So, wow, two and a half and, years. And uh, like a year of that was through COVID as well. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. A lot was of it fun. ordination in, during COVID? Or? Uh, yeah, so actually, funny story. My ordination was um, scheduled for 7 p.m. on a Tuesday night in Queensland. So I was ordained up in oh, Brizzy. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was announced that day that there was going to be a lockdown at... 6 p.m. that night. Oh, an hour before your... An hour before. So we had to move the ordination. There was four of us, three of my diocesan mates. We moved the ordination to 3 p.m. that afternoon. Wow. And we finished just before the lockdown. So, really? it was so we moved the, you moved the, um, the whole... The whole ordination. ordination. It was wild. Absolutely <laughs> wild. Crazy. And it was like the craziest thing. It was like finished at half past five. And as we were all finishing, chatting to people and stuff... There was like these announcements over the speakers and they were like, you know, can you please, can everyone leave the cathedral? The Lockdown's about to start. That yeah. insane. <laughs> what? So wild. So wild. Wow. What do you think about that day apart from the lockdown part? Mm. Um, what memories do you have? Like, you know, what comes to your mind? Because thinking about my own, like my own marriage, for example, my own mm. wedding. Mm. I, like mm. I actually watched a video the other day and I'm just like, this is incredible. I was crying and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. When you think about your nation, what is the, the, the overriding emotions that come I think it was, I mean, it, it, I always use the phrase like it was a roller coaster ride. You know, I think to, to go in there, there was a lot of like um, on the day, like it was, it was so intense moving it all around and stuff. And it wasn't until we actually got to the cathedral like an hour before I sat down there and it was like fear. <laughs> I'll, I'll realize like we were so busy organizing yeah. it all and we sat down and there was four of us sitting there and I was like, man, this is wild what are we doing you know so but then i think once we once we we processed in it was just yeah a lot of peace a lot of calm it was a really beautiful experience the the summer for the calm in a way yeah absolutely absolutely you know (laughs) so yeah um but it was uh, yeah i I found i look back on it like you you know i look at the video and and the photos and stuff and it's it's really really special to look back on that and think like yeah there was 
a lot going on, yeah, you know, you know, but then also to just be there and, and, and mm. feel that calm and that Great peace, peace, knowing that this yeah. is the, the beginning of the next step, you know. Yeah. Was it Archbishop of um, Coleridge? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So wait, are you, were, you, were, you born, were you born in Queensland? I was actually born in South Africa. Um, what? Yep, yep. What? So I was born in African brother? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Amazing. Yep, yep. Yeah. So I was born in Durban. Durban. Um, yeah. And then uh, moved to Brisbane when I was 10. Wow. So family moved out here. Parents were in Africa for, for work or? No, so they dad was born in Kenya. Mum was born in South Africa. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> we out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah, so I still got a fair bit of family back there. Um, and that's incredible. Yeah, How yeah. do you? What? Yeah. Um, do you like? Do you ever think about? You know, have you ever been back there? Or... I went back once, yeah. um, and I'm hoping to go back again soon. Mm. Um, I was actually, funny enough, I was supposed to go back in 2020. I had mm. like approval and everything. It's gonna go and see some of our passionist communities yeah, there, see yeah, the family, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then lockdown. Oh, lockdown! <laughs> fun, fun, fun. Um, That's incredible. So yeah, hopefully in the future. Yeah, and your parents were Catholic, and is that yep. where you sort of um, began your faith journey? Yeah. Your parents. So dad, dad's family Anglican. So dad grew up Anglican. Mum's family Catholic, um, and dad eventually actually became Catholic um, through. Actually, when we moved to Australia, dad went through the RCIA program. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, so very, very much through yeah. their faith, I think, um, I, see, yeah. I, I, I received mine. Your faith. Yeah. And yeah. then of course, at some point that became, you know, your own faith, not, yeah. not longer your parents' faith, but yeah. you know, like what was that process like of going through? Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, I, I've, I've always, faith has always been there for me, mm. you know, growing up in a very Catholic household, going to mass every Sunday. Mm. Um, even little thing, I was just thinking, um, that mum had this little Jerusalem Bible that yeah, was next to yeah. her bed, blue you know? Yep, yeah. it literally yeah. blue, and there's like the little, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I always remember sitting there as a kid, like looking at this Bible and seeing the cool patterns on it. And I was always like intrigued by it. Um, you know, knowing she always read it. So yeah, very, very much gained it through them. But it probably wasn't until like um, later in high school, but certainly end of, school mm. um where at one of the so father a sanchez he mm. was he he started our youth retreat team in brisbane the passionist mm. youth retreat team and he had said to me for a few years prior to to graduating you know oh you'd, you'd be great you know join our <laughs> yeah. team this that and i was like yeah <laughs> maybe not yeah. like you know but then i remember you know towards the end of year 12 being like okay like i had a faith it wasn't that it wasn't there but i just didn't really connect with it really yes, yes. um and so I sort of was like, okay, I'll, I'll join this team, um, see how it goes. Mum and dad will be happy. Yeah. Ray will be happy. Um, and that was like, for me, once I actually joined, going to that first start of year retreat and, mm. and going on retreats with kids and students throughout school, like that was it. You know, it was wow. kind of like, wow, this is actually what's within me actually started to grow into maturity like yeah. to my my own faith that's as you right. said that's right yeah. um and i so yeah definitely in that year after school that's when i took ownership of it and i was like actually this is an important part of my yeah. life yeah um, that's after school yeah yeah and you went to a secular school or went to like a yeah so i went school. to a catholic school i didn't navigate that i navigate faith in a secular yeah I, it was tough i mean i <laughs> you know i think in our year level there was probably about 120 um and of those there was probably like maybe five or six that actually went to mass, you know? Um, so it was 
it was strange. And I remember mm. there was a, this tension towards, especially towards the end of high school when I started, when it started to become more real for me. Yeah. Um, like how did, do I navigate that? And then when I joined this team and it became a much more central part of my life, it was yeah. like, okay, how do I talk to mm. my school friends about this? Yeah. You know? And I, I remember actually texting, I was in a band and, um, I remember texting the boys in the band and just being like, Hey guys, like, um, this part of my life is actually quite important to me now. Wow. Um, and I, I can't remember exactly what I wrote, but it was this yeah. long text message. <laughs> wow. Just basically saying, you know, I've, this is part of who I am. Yeah, um, say, yeah. So, but they were, you know, very supportive. Yeah, and, um, that's nice. That's might not good. have understood fully, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, very supportive. Wow. So, yeah. And then, obviously, that's, you know, you're a priest now. When did that discernment begin for you and, and what triggered it yeah I, I suppose like there's a story i tell but yeah. i think realistically it probably started when i first joined that team um and then the roots probably go back even further just seeing the way in which so i've you know been at a passionist um uh, it wasn't a parish it was like the mm, it's yeah. literally yeah yeah community they had sunday mass there yeah um and so we were going there since i was young and Probably the roots are back then when I started to see these passionist priests mm. and the way in which they engaged with people. Mm. But then, yeah, certainly when I joined the team and it became this really um, profound experience of going like, wow, this is what it looks like not only to have the faith, mm. but to actually share a faith, you know, going onto these retreats, um, seeing these these students coming away with, you know, uh, a really profound experience mm. of, of what it means to 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 journey alongside each yeah. other to to be present to each other to grow with each other mm. um and to have a part in that so yeah for me it was seeing ray running these retreats and like man this dude's been at this for years now <laughs> um but then the catalyst i suppose was um it was, it's actually very cliche but it was one night on our on our team retreat where yeah. we you know we had training and stuff and yeah. um we were all sitting around a campfire Ray was, um, he, he's a singer and a guitar player. And yeah, yeah. So he had the guitar out. It was like one, two in the morning. Um, and he was singing Somebody That I Used to Know by Gautier. Oh. Taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Such a good song. Yeah. Um, but I remember as we're sitting there and Ray's sitting in and um, one of the guys, Sefo, was a bit of a mentor to me on the team. He'd been there for a few years before me and he sort of taught me a lot of how I, you know, presented and, and engaged on retreats. Mm. And I was chatting with him and he said to me, he goes, man, like, wouldn't it be amazing to do what Ray does full time? Wow. And so that for me, there was like this piece of a puzzle that just slotted into place. Um, and it became this, like, I'd never thought of priesthood. I've never thought of religious life at all mm. um, until he mentioned that. And I was like, damn, that's, yeah. That's it, yeah, you know, you you. literally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I went from that to then sort of taking that more seriously, yeah. um, started discerning with the diocese, you know, I discerned diocesan priesthood as well, mm. which is where I met some really cool guys who are now we're all ordained together. Yeah. Um, met some really cool guys there, but then I think ultimately recognizing that no, it's it, it the passionist charism really just drew me in. Mm. What about it? Like, I think for me, it was the sort of like what I was saying on the retreats, like the way in which these passionist priests, priests are able to walk alongside you. You don't feel like there's a priest there with you. You just feel like there's a friend walking alongside Beautiful. you. And that for me, you know, 
even the way in which, you know, I've found it strange with titles now because growing up it was like, no, it was Ray and Paul and David. Like we didn't, you know, yeah, yeah, that's right. So like they were just like, they were these really amazing figures in our lives that walked with our families, you know, through like the best times, but also like the worst, you know, Um, funerals of of children. I remember that being this, you know, Nick, um, I think he was only about 12, 13 years old and, you know, they journeyed with the whole community through this experience, you know. Um, so, yeah, yeah, seeing the way in which they did that. But then in particular, how Ray did it on mm. retreats with students. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seeing that charism at work in this really um, down-to-earth way. Yeah, that's incredible. Is Ray still friends with you? Like, yeah. Guys still yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he's still up in Brizzy and whenever yeah. I'm up there, I always go and catch up and we have <laughs> dinner. So and um, But yeah, he's wow. a, yeah. That's beautiful. And then if the discern all your way through how long was your seminar information for yeah so joined start of 2015 yeah um and i was ordained a deacon Ooh. yeah wow that's just a year Similarly. before i joined i joined 2016 oh, what yeah okay. there you go okay. yeah pretty close by then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah 2015 moved down to melbourne um and then i was ordained mid 2021 mm. so i took my final vows in 2020 also mm. another lockdown story wow. <laughs> wow. had to be postponed and yeah. then changed and then moved oh anyway. um and then yeah ordained a deacon by terry Curtin here mm. in endeavor hills yeah um oh, 2021 yeah. 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 yeah yeah wow and obviously through that formation there were moments you discerned to continue you know oh definitely yeah definitely. it wasn't like a oh i'm here now and then no. that's all you, know, you no, still had to absolutely. choose and everything and that's the big thing that i think a lot of people maybe um don't fully grasp about religious life and priesthood is that it's not like, you know, a lot of people think, oh, okay, I'm going to join. That means it's, it's there. It's finished. Yeah. It's like, nah, man, you've got like seven, eight years to keep discerning, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely, you know, there's for us as religious, obviously, as you'd know, you know, there's the, there's for us as initial, yep, yeah. there's initial, then you, you go to the novitiate, you prepare to take oh, vows, yeah. you yeah. discern the vows themselves then you have the three years of temporary vows. You discern those and you've got accompaniment all the way. Yeah. Um, then obviously once you take your final vows, you then discern ordination. Is God calling me to ordination or yeah. not? Um, and then even as a priest, mm. you know, I find myself, you're still discerning it's God's will, you wow. know. Um, it's, it's even, yeah. it's funny, the reading this morning was exactly the that. Before, the apostles, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Jesus himself goes away and discerns, yeah. what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, these 12 that I'm calling, what am I going to do with them? You know, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. after that discernment, he comes and he outlines the plan. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, definitely discernment's a part of the whole, whole six, seven, eight years. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Talking about, so priesthood now, mm. daily, daily routine. People mm. ask me, John, what do, what do you do as a brother? What do you do as a mm. priest? Do you mm. study? Mm. Do you pray for like five hours? Or what, yeah. Yeah. what do you do yeah. um, Luke, every morning? Something- the I mean, yeah, the, the first thing we do every day is prayer. You know, I think we always start our community. It's a different, I suppose, community to community. It might look a little different. We're a parish community. Yep. So um, the parish obviously impacts on our daily mm. schedules in a, in a major way. That's you know, right. you've got yeah. to be very free in a parish. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, you know, we start with prayer. Um, we got a little chapel in our house there. Mm. Um, we start with prayer. Then we have the, you know, morning mass here in the parish. Um, and that's a... I enjoy that, mm. you know, celebrating weekday mass is a bit different to the, the Sunday, masses. Sunday masses. Because yeah. it's, 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 it's a smaller yeah. group of people. Intimate, yeah. um, it's a bit more intimate and it's, it's um, yeah, I enjoy yeah, that. So me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It's different. Yeah. So mass then. Um, and then after that, it's, there's literally not one same day. 
<laughs> you know, working in a parish, like there's some days where you'll have like, you know, you'd have funerals or, or, or yeah. you know, prep, the preparation for funerals is big as well. Mm. Um, there's all manner of meetings, you know, baptisms, um, <laughs> the, the, the wedding preparation. Oh, That's something yes. that I've been really enjoying in recent yeah, months. Yeah. Um, you know, taking couples through the, the focus program, um, getting them ready for, for yeah. marriage, um, going through the liturgy, all of that. Um, but yeah, and the, you know, there's, there's often, I think a big part of it is just maintaining a, a free, mm. free time because often you get called to do things, you know, mm. do a lot of hospital visits, which I found, find very moving, yeah. you know, being with people in their, in their last moments, yeah. um, wow. being with people through their, their, their suffering and their, their hurts. Mm. Um, very moving and very powerful. So yeah. yeah, there's, I wouldn't say there's like a set day every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. it, certainly the beginning is the same, mm. you know, mm. I think prayer and mass is, is, is integral. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, a priest told me how, you know, he went from going to, uh, the last rites for, I think a lady or something like that mm. from there to a wedding yeah. and they, and you have to switch your emotions. Oh, 100%. And like, I don't know how priests do that. Oh. You know, you just go from a, a very yeah. sad funeral, to a wedding yeah. and you have to like be joyful and be sad with them yeah <laughs> oh man sometimes it's tough like because you, you know and this is you know i think one of the perhaps the 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 misconceptions about priests is that um you know there, there's that saying what do they call some priests you know that that whole sacramental machine Ooh, yeah. you know and it's like now nah, we're, we're human too and in those moments you know i i, I went and anointed a a, a lady the other day and the family asked me to come out and they said, basically, she's got half an hour to an hour to live. And I went in there and, and as we started, um, I'd asked the family to say to her, you know, because she spoke Spanish, I'd ask mm. them, can you just say to her that we're about to say some prayers and we're about to have an anointing? And they did. And you sort of saw this little smile on her face. And then as we started, yeah. she died. Wow. And it was, man, and I'm standing there like and all the families in the hospital room um, it was so profoundly powerful to be there for that moment, mm. you know? Mm. And then, you know, and I, I honestly, I went into my car afterwards. I just sat there and I like, I cried for a bit because yeah. it's, it, it hits you, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, one of those, I suppose, misconceptions is definitely that, you know, priests <laughs> feel, we're in there, you yes. know? Um, and, yes. I, and I think if we don't feel, then I think our ministry becomes hollow. Um, and so for me, it's actually important that I'm, yeah. whether it's the joys of baptism and, and, and marriage or whether it's the sadness and anointing and, and funerals, mm. you're actually walking there with them yeah. very in a very real way, yeah. you know, feeling it too. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, it reminds me of Jesus, you know, crying in the, in the tomb, in the yeah, Lazarus's tomb. Like, you're, like, you're Jesus like, you know, yeah. <laughs> but no, he cries because yeah. he's human. Exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. And that's, and that's, I think, uh, it needs to be a part of our lives. Um, I mean, not just as priests, but as Christians, that we walk alongside each other. We don't just pretend to be there, yeah. um, but that we're actually in the messiness of life with people. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah, hugely yeah. important to me. Wow. Talking about like, you know, misconceptions, I'm sure one of the big things um, people say is, you know, the priest... Uh, you know, do they have fun? You know, mm, do they mm. play football or basketball? Yeah, how yeah. do you how do you have fun? Look, how do you? Yeah, I think for, stay grounded. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, a big part of that is um, is the gym. Yeah, I love going to the yeah. gym, man. Um, <laughs> and it's it's a very big part of like how I ground myself. You know. And I think, you know, it's, it's actually funny because occasionally you'll bump into parishioners at the gym 
and there I am like in a singlet and I've got like these tattoos and, and you know, and, <laughs> and I remember once there was one guy, I, he literally saw me from a couple meters away and he just stood and his jaw literally dropped. Is that part of the Yeah, literally. And you could, you could see like the cogs just going like, what's oh. going on? Um, and he actually looked at me and he just said, he's usually real big on saying Father Luke or Padre. He just looked at me and he goes, Luke? And then he turned to his personal trainer and he like, obviously he sort of caught up a bit and he was like, yeah, that's, that's Father Luke there. That's Father Luke. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful though. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, he's human. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And I, I suppose that, yeah, links to what I was saying earlier yeah. that, you yeah. know, we are human. And I think mm. one of those things is like, yeah, you will see us at the shopping center or at the gym or, you know, hanging out with friends, going for a drink. Um, yeah. That's a, important, you know, as humans, we need that that mm. connection, you know. So, mm. um, which is funny. <laughs> reminded me because, you know, our shopping center, all of our parishioners are there. Which one? The, the, yes. the after center. mass every morning when I come here, I every, literally see them. Yep. It's like we all go into the All center. there. <laughs> all there, right? Yeah. So I'm always bumping into people. And there's one bloke um, bumped into him and... Same thing. He sort of looked a bit shocked to see me in just normal clothes shopping. Um, and he said to me, he goes, um, he goes, oh, father, I didn't realize, you know, I, he's sort of like this cognitive dissonance a little yeah. bit. And then he said to me, he started laughing and he said, um, it's kind of like the difference between like Batman and Bruce Wayne. Oh my God. He's like, this is Bruce Wayne here, but at mass, you're like Batman. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it was so funny because he came up to me and, and he was at mass that, that weekend or the week after. And, you know, he came up for communion and I said, oh, you know, the body of Christ. He said, amen. Yeah. And as he received it, he's walking away and then he turns and he goes, thanks, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this person? I want to meet him. Oh man, it was so oh, funny. Man. I was trying so hard not to laugh oh, as well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, that is amazing but yeah Yeah. definitely that whole you know just being human you know we 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 have the same um i suppose needs in one sense as Mm -hmm. as anyone else you Mm -hmm. know um we're gonna be at the shopping center we're gonna need the gym you know all of those sort of things so yeah definitely wow um obviously dedication to your vocation involves some kind of sacrifice you know um you know what what are some of the personal sacrifices you've made Mm. you know that um that enables you to live out your vocation. People will say, you know, for example, it's traveling away from home. And that mm. was a bit of a, a massive thing for them. For me, it was, you know, going mm. from Nigeria to Philippines with Manovisha and then mm. to Canberra. Mm. You know, going, I've only gone back once, actually. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so right. People could be, um, oh, no, having cell phones or whatever it is. Like for you, like what kind of things would you say? I think <clears throat> there's probably two main ones. I mean, yeah, definitely, like you said, is, is being away from family. Mm. Um, you know, I've got my family's up in Brisbane and, mm. and I always try and get up there as, as often as I can. You know, I spend my holiday each year up there. Nice. Um, but it is difficult because you miss out on sort of the, the, yeah. the milestone moments, you know. Um, little things like, you know, graduations and, you know, my sister moved out of home, mm-hmm. um, you know, so there, there's, there's moments that you miss out on and that, that's a, that is definitely a sacrifice and yeah. I find that hard, but I'd suppose one of the, the main ones, and this is one that people often ask about is, is not being able to have children, oh, um, yeah. a family. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is true. <clears throat> I mean, I think there's a, there's a beauty to celibacy, um, and it enables us to live in, in, in a way that, um, strengthens our ability to connect with people and to 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 be um more 
present and available for people. Yeah. But it's certainly a sacrifice. You know, I think mm. growing up, I always envisaged having a wife and kids, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> and that's something that I think, you know, that doesn't disappear after ordination, you know. Mm. Um, I always mm. like the phrase that um, a good father makes a good father, you know, whether it's a biological father or a priestly father. Yeah. If, you, if you would make a good biological father, you oh, would make you a good priest and that's vice beautiful. versa. That's beautiful. Um, but it is. And I think that's certainly one of the, the, the difficulties and the sacrifices mm. of this life. But then also acknowledging that, you know, there's a, a friend of mine who was an Anglican priest and he was married and he became Catholic. And so he's ordained, but he's still married and he's mm. he's got children. So he works as a Catholic priest now in, in Adelaide. <clears throat> Tony, a yeah. great, great fella. Yeah. And and I asked him one night when I was there during my novitiate, I said to him, like, you know, what do you think of, of celibacy? You know, you're in a very unique position in the Catholic Church now. You have a wife and, and children, but you're also ordained. Yeah. So, you know, and he actually said to me, he goes, you know, it, there's a difficulty with that because, you know, for him working in a parish, you know, the hours are long. Yeah. You know, you, you come back quite late at night if you've yeah. got meetings in particular. And he said, so I, I certainly see the value in celibacy because mm. there's a there's a certain freeing up that it enables of course. um and so yeah in my own life now i certainly see that value as well you know there's some nights where you'd start you know first thing you know start with prayer at, at, at you know quarter to eight and, yeah. and you go through until sort of 9 30 10 at night um so it's a there's some days where it's like man if i had a wife and children that would not be no. a, it wouldn't be easy you know <laughs> yes yes um and one of those vocations would suffer so yeah, yeah certainly a difficulty though yeah um yeah. but a, a, a perhaps an important one as well yeah, yeah. absolutely um obviously again you said you, you engage in different forms of services like you know going to the hospitals mm. and mm. saying mass and you know uh, running retreats and stuff how do you choose what to do you know how to come sure <laughs> like Man, i know because priests i'm sure you get asked to do a million things yeah you know yeah. How, do you, how do you choose what well, you to, yeah. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that always says yes yeah. And that's yeah. a big part, like something that I've actually had to work on, like genuinely, like wow. I remember my yeah. formators being like, Luke, you need to be able to say, say no, no sometimes. No. <laughs> I'm like, no, but I want to do it, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, I think a big part of it is is getting into a rhythm and knowing what I'm able to do, you know? Mm. Um, I mean, the foundation of it, I suppose, is our appointments from our provincial yeah. You know, so at the moment, my appointment is as an assistant priest here at St. Paul Apostle in Endeavor Hills. Yeah. Um, but that could change. You know, we're yeah. in a chapter year, um, so it might be to another ministry, yeah. you know. But I think, you know, and so then what I take on would be related to what I'm appointed to. That's so right. at the moment, I take on a lot of, you know, weddings, baptisms, mm. funerals, um, masses yes. in schools, parish, life. And yeah. parish, parish related activities. Yeah. Because that's my appointment. That's right. But, you know, let's say I was, you know, appointed to a, a, a youth retreat team or, or something like that. Then obviously mm. my what I take on would be more related to that. And yeah. it would be more focused on yeah. that. So I think for me, it's, yeah, what's my appointment? That's that's where it, it comes right. out of. Yeah. Final yeah. question, Luke. Um, mm. This this whole series is for people who are trying to figure out what to do. You know, mm. there's different episodes you know, focusing on marriages or mm. priests and nuns. Um, how do you, like, what's your advice for people who are trying to discern, mm. you know, who want to know, like, you know, with their call to, to the priesthood or the marriage, um, the, um, the, you know, the married life or, mm. you know, nuns, like, how do you, 
like tell like go about telling them to discern yeah, yeah. i think that the the there's two things i suppose firstly is sort of what i was talking about earlier in that it's you're not you're not joining right like you're not committing your entire life in that initial moment mm. so if you feel a stirring towards you know priesthood religious life um give it a go because i, I can guarantee you you're going to be helped in that journey and and if after a year or two you think oh maybe this actually isn't where i'm being called to yeah there you go <laughs> like me <laughs> example number one yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. you know it's okay <laughs> You, you know, it's, I think, gone are the days where there's a shame attached to that, yes. oh. you know, and it was a, an unhealthy shame. Um, so I think in today's church, it's okay to try it mm. and discern that it's maybe not for you. Mm. But equally, if you try it and discern, well, actually, no, this is quite beautiful mm. and this is what I want, then that's great, you know. So for me, it's like, give it a go. Give it a go. You know, you're not, you're not committing your whole life in that initial moment. There's a whole many years, yeah. many years yeah. of discernment to come. Oh. So that's the first thing. Second thing um, is, is maintaining an openness to where God is actually calling you. Um, you know, I think what's important, and again, what I said earlier, you know, Jesus went away and discerned yeah. all the time. Yeah. All the time, you know, you often hear him going off to a lonely place. Is that 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 line in Solitude, scripture? Yeah. Solitude. Yeah. Do that. You know, um, there's there's a beauty, I think, in those initial discernment stages of being on your own. And I suppose a, a, an offshoot to this advice would be, don't spread it around. You know, you, there's if you if you discern to join. And you join an order, you, there's going to be a time to tell everyone. Mm. But in those initial stages, it doesn't have to be a public discernment. Yeah. Because in many cases, it actually makes it far more difficult. Mm. Keep it, you know, hold it to yourself. Yeah. You know, I know for me in those first, that first year or two before I joined, it was a really beautiful time. There was a few select people that I was talking with and mm. discerning with. Um, but it was actually a really profound time just yeah. to... to for me and God, yeah, you know, yeah. God, where are you calling me to? You know, the public part comes later and later. that's, you know, you can face that when it comes, but in those initial phases, man, yeah, you know, journey with God on your own. It's, it's a really beautiful time. Oh. Give it a go. Yes. Oh, thank you. Look, I really appreciate no, you, honestly, man. No, thank no, you. I really, honestly, I said to, to you before, I had no idea you would say yes to this, but <laughs> now you're going to saying yes. So well, I'm glad it's a yes to this, but thank you. Thank no you so all, much. I appreciate pleasure. it. Thank Easy. you. I'll catch you soon. Yeah, no, nah, absolutely. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening to the Faith in the Everyday podcast. Just remember that the interviews on this podcast originally air on the Good Morning Show on Radio Maria Australia every weekday at 8 a.m. Check us out. God bless.